Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Has your local area been affected by vandalism in recent weeks? If so, give us a shout today. Joanna is on the line in Ballancolig in Cork. Joanna, what happened this week? Um, well, for the second time this week, Andrea, we've had a fire in the local playground. Um, and it's it's basically, it's the it's, it's part of an ongoing problem we have in Ballancolig. Um, I'm the local area rep for AIM2 out here and like we're seeing um, massive concern about this. It's been ongoing um, over a number of years. We've had fires in uh, derelict premises just down the road. We've had continued fires on, in the regional park here, which is adjacent to the playground. Um, but it's against the backdrop of our fire station is closed in Ballancolic and our guard station is on very limited hours. So we have, it, it's sort of a perfect storm really of, of issues that are, are sort of all being brought to bear on this. But sorry, um, Joanna, a playground? Yeah. yeah. And what time of the day did this happen? Uh, one was, sorry, both of them were in the evening. They're generally in the evening. Yeah. And were there people there? Yeah. Um, well, obviously, <laughs> people who were setting the fires. Yeah, are, no, but, but like, were there people know, using the playground? I, I, not to my knowledge. But there not could, could very easily have been oh, people. Oh, there could easily be. Have, yeah, young yeah, children yeah. in a playground. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we've had instances where these fires have burned, you know, long after. Um, I, like, I've come across... One where a tree was on, uh, an old oak tree was on fire in the regional park the following morning. And, you know, obviously there's children, it was smouldering, the fire was smouldering. Mm. Nobody had noticed it until I called the fire brigade. It was in the middle of, you know, the, the park. So it wouldn't have been readily noticed. But yeah, it could have been accessed by children very, very easily yeah. or animals or anything. This you is know, the second so time in a week you mentioned that the same this playground the has been targeted. Time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's the yeah. extent of the damage? Um, there's one of the children's um, kind of seesaw things is damaged, is gone. It'll have to be replaced. And I, I'm not sure if the, the, there was some, uh, the fire was, it, it, material was brought in to burn for the second fire, as, as far as I can see. So that seems to have burned itself out. But, you know, um, we've had other instances in the regional park where park furniture has been burnt and never replaced or it has been replaced at cost to the council. You know, so, and we had, uh, the toilet was burnt down there and then we had an old uh, renovated mill that was burnt down, seriously burnt to the ground. So we have this ongoing, we've had fires in the old Gale Skull premises on the Inniscarra Road. It's now derelict, but you know, it's it's a constant this is an ongoing problem here um, and very little being done about it. In fact, it's virtually Omarta, um, you know, around, around bringing the issue up uh, with councillors and council and all that. Um, I think the it, I think the feeling was like that if you drew attention to it, that it would, you know, increase the 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 desire for it and the need for attention if it was an attention seeking. Um, behaviour but I think really you know at this stage we have to speak out about it because nothing is effective is being done about it 
But the potential, the, the potential for something Oh, and the potential Serious for something is always there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm not being dismissive because I know there's other people getting in touch with this as well, uh, you know, about yeah. vandalism in their areas. And I'm I'm not being dismissive of things like, you know, flower pots and, and, and that kind of stuff. Like, because it, it is a cost and it's fierce frustrating for people that are involved in actually trying to help their yeah. local communities. But yeah. this is actually arson, Jumana. Like, we, we call it, it what is it is. Arson. I mean, yeah. like, it's a, it is. this is beyond, this isn't low level vandalism. Like, it's arson. It is. And no nothing been done about it. it. No mention of it. Very well. I mean, a and two are bringing it up, but you know, there's very little locally about it that um, uh, that is isn't in response to us bringing it up. Yeah. If you understand me. Um, so I mean, I I do believe there's that councillors are writing to um, you know the Garda Shikana and things like that to to. Um, increase the hours in the guard station that but you know we need pressure on this to to build well, like, like if a playground to... if a playground in a bit I've been to Balancholic before it's it's not a small town like it's a it's a it's no. a big spot um yeah. if, a, if a playground in an area like Balancholic has been targeted twice within the space of seven days yeah you know like you don't know what's going to happen the third time this happens no no I would agree yeah yeah I mean, Have you CC? Is, is there CCTV in the area? Uh, uh, there wouldn't be uh, directly on the playground. Of course, yeah. Already. Sure, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. St- stay so with mean, us. Stay with us, Joanna, if you don't mind, because I just want to bring in yeah. a couple of other people who've got in touch um, about this. If there's look, how bad is it in your locality? We want to talk about why we don't seem to. As Joanna says there's been no mention of this down in Ballincollig at the moment. Um, the chair of the Drada Tidy Towns, Kevin Callan, is on the line as well. Kevin, you're a local councillor there as well. Um, well, what's going on in Drada? Oh, Andrea, we had um, some trees which were planted by our, our local council as part of the biodiversity plans, I suppose. Um, trees probably about, they're planted in at about 10 or 15 years of age, so they're quite mature when they go in. And it's in one of our principal green park, um, green flag parks. But they were literally just snapped in half uh, all at the one occasion. On the one occasion, um, pure vandalism. And I'm just listening to your previous speaker there. You know, we, we have a problem here in my opinion, from my own side of Tidy Towns and also as a local authority member, that the vandalism in public areas in many parts of the country is out of control. And things that are given to the community and put in at great expense. We also put in recently water um, water machines for people to top up their water bottles. Again, part of, you know, reducing the use of plastics and everything else. Mm. Um, Within days, um, they they were damaged. So we have one group in society who are trying to work to better areas, to clean things up. And then we have people who just wantonly go around pulling things apart for just no other reason other than it gives them some form of amusement. So I think the vandalism side of this is out of control. In the summers, we have groups gathering in local parks to drink, to light fires. Um, doesn't matter what part of the country you're in, but we're, we're going to have to see policing come down very hard on these people because communities just don't have the resources to keep cleaning up after these people um, you know, when, when they're damaging stuff that's there for the good of the community. So what's the solution then, Kevin? I honestly think, Andrea, that people need to start being brought before the courts and people need to be making, made an example out of. Um, there seems to be an approach that, you know, people, they get a slap on the wrist or they get some kind of a caution and that's it. Mm. But it's, I guarantee in every community, it's it's less than 1% of the population who are doing this damage. 
And the, 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 for me, the concern is that there's an awful intimidate, an intimidation element to this. That people, you know, if people go to the local park and they see that the benches have been set on fire or that the trees have been snapped in half or the playgrounds like in Ballincollig has been burned, they may not go back to that park again because who'd want to? Who'd want to be there? So I, I think policing of these public areas and a really tough crackdown on the people who are doing this because proportionally they're, they're, they're nothing in terms of the, the number of the population, but they have a devastating effect on the local park. Would you agree with that um, desire for a, a crackdown on the people doing this, Joanna? I would, well, you see, what we have at the moment in Ballancolic is we have such a, a small guard of presence. You know, it's more like a rural town. We have about 15 hours of an open guard station, 15 hours a week. That's not enough to police a growing uh, population centre like Ballancolic. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I would agree with there is this is not a victimless crime. This is crime that deeply affects the community. It affects the mental health of the community. It affects our children growing up. Um, I, I think it's very hard to, I think it's one that is difficult to measure the actual effect of this, but it, it does have an effect on people's mental health. It has a very debilitating effect on that, and it has a terrible example for children. Um, and it's also reducing the areas that we can enjoy. It has a financial cost. It, it, you know, there are repercussions and yeah. it is not victimless and it's very much not victimless. No, but it's it's um, also the, the other side of it as well. And I suppose, Kevin, it follows on from your point. Like, I mean, you know, this this is the, the entry level crime stuff. And if you listened, I heard Eamon there talk about the crime stats uh, that are out from the guards this morning, you know, about per- perceptions mm-hmm. of the Gardaí and, and people's experience mm-hmm. of dealing with the Gardaí. And I was looking through the figures earlier today and one of the, the one of the the stats that caught my eye was young people, these are people aged 18 to 24, they're less likely to view local crime as a serious problem. So so young people, I'm not saying that the people involved in Drogheda or, or, or Ballincollig are in the 18 to 24 age bracket, but the people in that age in that age cohort are less likely to view localised vandalism and crime as serious problems. Mm-hmm. And that follows on then from your point, which is, sure, there's no deterrent. Like it's, you know, it's, it's no, that, slap on the wrist stuff. No, and, yeah. There's no deterrent, but what amazes me is, and, and I'm glad, again, with the previous speaker, there, the reference to, to victims. When this, when this type of behaviour is publicised by, let's say, our local press in Drogheda, and we're the largest town in Ireland, mm. so, again, there is a large guard of presence and all of that is there. But when, when this stuff is, is publicised by our local media, on social media, we, we hear all of the, you know, there's, there's no facilities for young people. You know, God love them. They've nothing else but to that's do. A, that's a, but that's a, I never but, accept that argument. But I, 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 and I totally reject it um, because, again, in Drogheda, we have put in skate parks, we have playgrounds, we have a youth, uh, youth um, a club and centres and everything else. So, no, I don't buy into that. And I think the public perception is that, you know, these people have nothing else to do but cause damage. So, no, I think the victims are quite rightly the people who these amenities are being stolen from. They're being taken from them. And this intimidation thing for the elderly and for people bringing kids down to go into their public park, you know, those, those are the victims, not the people who are doing this. And there is no excuse for, as you say, entry-level crime, which is going to turn into something much worse. A crime is crime, whether it's damaging a playground or whether it's breaking a tree in half. But the people who do it, there must be a consequence. And at the minute, there are not consequences. 
through the legal system for them. Stay with us, Kevin and Joanna, because um, Des is joining us as well. Uh, Des Cahill, who's a Fine Gael councillor in Cork, because it's not just Ballincollig in the county, Des, that seems to be the, the only part of the area affected by vandalism. What, what's going on in the city? No, the city centre uh, recently now, it's a low level, obviously in comparison to Ballincollig, the flower pots and everything else. Was, they didn't actually damage the flowers. It looked worse on camera. It was just or the flower pots, it was just the flowers themselves. But to go back to Balancholic, because when I was phoned earlier, the first thing I mentioned was Balancholic, and I was told and there was another speaker, Andrew, or Joanne, which is great. But it's not fair to say, I mean, Balancholic, uh, not, uh, Regional Park and, and the issues are discussed every month at City Council. Every month. The significant funds have been put in uh, over the last two years uh, to maintain it, despite the vandalism that's going on. Um the costing, I spoke to the director before I came on, the costing for the recent damage will be in excess of 10,000 again. Um, and this is continually happening. So t- t- 10 grand to you fix know. the problem of the burning of the playground or parts of it this week. That's the cost. In excess of 10. In, in excess, excess of 10, 10 grand. So it's not just the piece of equipment itself. Usually these parks have five or six pieces. Each one is about 6,000 each. The area around it, which is, which is kind of, uh, as you're familiar yourself, it's kind of spongy material on the ground. That will all have been damaged, will have to be replaced. Um, yeah, so it's a significant um, continued cost, but it, it is a mm. sizable park, as you can appreciate, it's 135 acres or so. Um, but the Gardaí are, are very aware of it because we have police meetings every every two months as well. Okay. It's brought up by all of the local councillors to say that it hasn't been talked about and no, no one's talking about it and no one's, you know, we're continually in the city funding the replacement of it. Um, and it, it it is massively frustrating. Low-level graffiti like the flower damage or whatever in the city centre last mm. night is irritating, you know, and it's unnecessary. It doesn't compare to the damage that that um, public par- public playgrounds receive, public benches receive. Um, I do think one thing that hasn't been mentioned, you know, parental um, responsibility and parental parental supervision is also needed. I mean, we have 2,000 more Gardaí now in the country than we did five years ago. Yeah, well, give the 10, the 10 grand bill should go mm. to the people um, who were, you know, caught or con- or whatever, convicted or who, whatever, I don't know what age yeah, they are. But like, but often, that's what should happen. Like. would be underage, to be fair. So that wouldn't happen in that instance. So, uh, but there has to be a consequence. Equally, when there are cameras, a lot of the time, as you can appreciate, hoodies and so on are worn. Um, and just because you can see someone doesn't mean you'll necessarily be able to identify them. Um, but it, it, but it is absolutely something that the Gardaí and the, okay. the, the council are monitoring l- to the best of their ability. Yeah, l- l- let me bring in another caller as well, um, Des, on this. 1800-453-106 if you want to join us here today. Paul is in Nace. Um, Paul, what's your view on this? What, like, what's the, how do we get a handle on this? Well, I'm... Let, let me just stay with us, Paul. I just want, I'm just going to reconnect with you there on the line. Just stay with us. Um, I think we've got Marie on the line, though, in, in Cork City. Marie, what, what's your experience or what happened to you? I've just come to accept it as normal. I'm living on the north side of Cork City. I see it every single week. Sometimes it's worse than others. Like my first major experience of playgrounds being burnt down was um, there's a primary school at the top of Blarney Street. It's Sunday's well primary school. And there was a purpose-built um, sensory playground that was burnt while I was living here. But it, it's covered in local news the whole time. 
So a lot of the sports facilities, there's green metal fencing around it and it's constantly cut open um, and pictures are destroyed by kids joyriding, setting fires and everything. It's complete mindless vandalism, but it's not hidden. It's all youths like teenagers and they do it in public view. But it was just, um, there was one incident that happened about two months ago which I found quite intimidating. There's a stone wall at the entrance of my estate mm. and there was a group of teens and they were taking um, like uh, bricks off the top of the wall and they were throwing them at people entering into the estate. And, you know, so it's not just vandalism, it's also pushing, making people feel endangered, but it is so normal where I live. It's my first experience of it. So you're walking into your estate to yeah, go to your house? Yeah. And there's young people sitting up on top of a wall firing yeah. bricks off a wall down at you. And I, they were also, there's a gala shop at the entrance of the estate. They were also firing bricks at um, a man that was working in the, in the gala shop. But the problem is that there's not much that you can do because they're underage. So like the, the juvenile diversion program, if um, a child doesn't engage with that, they often get off like and overstand the youth detention centre for more serious crimes. It's only got 45 places. So there would be a disproportionate number of youths from this area in Oberstown, but arson um, and vandalism is very, it's it's very real where I live. And, and, and even things like um, the 202 bus that would have been pelted with stones by youths like on a number of occasions. But this is covered the whole time mm. and there's never any change. So I'm aware of the Balancholic Regional Park, um, but like trees are burnt down as well. There's um, there's a health campus and there's a number of Scots pines. So they've got tree protection orders and uh, they, they a lot of them were destroyed by arson. But yeah, it, it's completely normal. Uh, Paul and Nace is te- or the, Paul actually the, um, has, has his point on this is that, you know, like what are, what are the, um, a lot of the people in these cases are most likely teenagers. What are the parents doing about them? Why don't they know where they are or ask why there's a smell of smoke off them when they go home? Another listener says the fires don't start themselves. I'm sure the locals know rightly who's setting the fires. Uh, local people need to call the guards when they see the individuals engaged in this behaviour. Anna's text in, she says, I live in Selbridge. We have a population of, of over 20,000 and a part-time guard the station. The playground's been burnt a number of times. We have a gang of kids out of control here. Nobody taking responsibility for them. The parents should pay for the kids' actions and the guards should have a full-time presence in the Selbridge area as well. Like, Des, just on a final point, is that what, I mean... You know, you're a Fine Gael councillor in Cork. Is that is that the solution to all of this? Like, where we've got juveniles um, in cases. Are you still with us, Kevin? Like, like, do the parents need to take more responsibility in these instances? Like, if you take Ireland, if you take the number of guards in Ireland, and if you take even the number of county councillors in Ireland, which is just around a thousand. It, it, you know, the country, the, the police can't be everywhere every time, no. it, you know, but communities are intimidated by this behaviour. And I, I have spoken to many people who would say, Kevin, can you go to the guards for this? I don't want to give my name. I live around mm. the corner. I don't want my house now being targeted for this. But my massive concern, Andrea, about this is that the people who are now doing this, if they're doing this at 12 and 13 and 14, what have we got in store in the next three or four or five years? Oh, I 100% years agree country? with you. Like a lot of these kids are acting as literally mini terrorists and they're going around destroying property in council. And again, Louth would be a small county. 
you know, we try very hard to source funding for public spaces, for anything to do with the environment, to make places look better. But every time, as, as has been mentioned there by, by Councillor Cahill in, in, in his area, 10,000 euros gone to replace criminal damage. Um, is 10k pulled from something else that was in a budget to put something else, else in somewhere else. So those trees that, you know, have been grown and dried and matured, planted correctly, staked in, they're not going to have to be replaced. That's going to cost thousands to do. And that stops us from doing more for mm-hmm. that area. So I, I, I look, over the years, I've been an elected rep 12 years. People always say, go back to the parents, let the parents fix it. In 12 years, I've seen no change. I've only seen it get worse. And I think it does come back to publicising people being brought before the court in whatever capacity Mm. um, or being dealt with through whatever the caution system is. And there has to be a consequence. And if it means legislation, do it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know yourself, you're not allowed to blame the parents now. That's the other side of it. And the other thing as well, like people know rightly who's involved in this. They know, they know, you can, you can absolutely pinpoint. I have no doubt that, you know, <laughs> if you were allowed to name people on air today that yourself and Joanna and Des will name the, the two or three or four or five or six people, they know exactly who's at it. And that's the other side of it. I mean, like, oh, look, I don't know. I mean, this whole thing, a diversion programme, and it is great and it absolutely, it works and the whole lot, but like, like this is a constant, constant problem. If you could see the text coming in here today with people talking about issues in their areas and more guardies that call. It's not like the guards can't be in every park in the country standing at every tree. Like 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch with us. Listen, Joanna, Kevin, Des, um, Paul, Marie, thanks a million for joining us here in the programme today. We might come back to this a little bit later. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.